0: Hello, I'm Jacqueline Hillier and this is the Tantric Lounge. I'm sitting here with my co-host Xavier Watercane to bring you the very first show of our second season. Hello, Xavier.
1: Hello, and it is actually literally a second season because we've yes. missed the great Australian summer.
0: We have. We had a lovely break over yes, w- summer.
1: summer. What, what the Americans, listeners, may not realise is this yeah. is just an Australian thing, is that Australians really like their leisure time. And so whereas you might get two weeks holiday a year, we sort of add an extra Mm. 10 weeks. I mean, face it, hardly anything happens in the last couple of weeks of December and January is a write-off.
0: Well, it's kind of like from Christmas to Australia Day, which is the 26th of January. It's a good month. It's a good month there where, yeah, we down tools. And, uh, yes, but we have other exciting news about why we're back. Yes. We have a sponsor. Yay. And our sponsor is Lelo.
1: Yes, Lalo. In case you haven't heard of them, Lalo is a Swedish designer brand and the world's leading provider of intimate lifestyle products, which is a very nice way of saying vibrators. Well, and other products. And too, other products because yes. they don't just do vibrators. But no. They, but, but it seems like their flagship designs are extraordinarily beautifully Beautiful. designed vibrators. You know yes. how a vibrator can be, tend to be a bit crass.
0: In the past they used in to be. In the past
1: they used to be. Yes. Well, these are sort of like the elegant Scandinavian designed mm-hmm. vibrators. So they are yes. actually works of art. Yes. I think so anyway. They could you you could magnify them and put them in a modern art gallery and they would not go Oh, they feel. It's not even turned on. It feels beautiful. It's so soft. So that's Lelo, which, and we'll be talking about more about Lelo products later, but in mm. case you want, if you're online while you're listening to this, um, feel free to go to their website, L-E-L-O.com. Yes. And explore.
0: Yes, well, I'm very excited because I think that Lelo is to you know, vibrators and sex toys what I am to sex education.
1: Yes. What and Moet and Chandon is to Champagne. Yes.
0: Indeed. This is classy, yes. top quality, beautiful, sensual, luscious, and represents all the finer things in life.
1: But enough about them for the time being. We'll get back to some of Lelo's yes, products more later. About us. Yes, <laughs> Thank about- you,
0: Layla, for making this possible. Yes, we're, in- now we're going to be
1: yes, infinitely grateful. Um, what has been what's the latest on Planet Jacqueline?
0: And the Tantric Lounge, so much, so much. Oh, my gosh. I actually wasn't a typical Aussie and took all of summer off. I was working quite hard most of the time, although I did do it in lovely locations like down at the beach and so forth. So what's happening? Well, we've released another series of eBooks. So in addition to the Essentials series, Men, Women and Sex Matters, that I released late last year, I've now released the Couples series, Bonding Before Play and Bonking. And the three B's. The three B's, and they're available for just $11 for all three of them. And that's $11 Australian.
1: So for. Americans, it's about nine, I think. Yes, because of their wonderful exchange rate at the moment. Yes. Yes, we had a good run for a while. We We had a good three years of really good exchange rates, and now the the pendulum has.
0: The pendulum has swung
1: again, and no doubt will swing again.
0: Yes. So, so Americans, buy up big off my website because it's (laughs) so cheap. But the other, very even more exciting news is that the Tantric Lounge is going international. Ah. Yes, and I will be running my first ever Tantric Lounge retreat in Bali, Bali, Indonesia, the beautiful tropical island of Bali. How are bookings going for that? They've started. I've only just started announcing it and promoting it, so there's plenty of room for people to book in. And for all those people who live further away than where I am, particularly international people, this is your opportunity to come and experience five whole days of me <laughs> and the Tantric Lounge. 25th to the 30th of May.
1: Okay, so there's plenty of time b- for booking, but there is also a lot of interest, so yes, don't take forever to make a decision about it. No, no. Book And, only. and if people do want to book, what do they actually have to do?
0: They have to go to my website, which is either com or lounge.com. Go to the Retreats tab and there they'll see the Tantric Lounge Retreat.
1: Excellent. So mm-hmm. what's today's program about?
0: Today's program, well, yes, our first program back after a break and interestingly, I ran one of my monthly gatherings of the Tantric Lounge live last weekend and one of the regulars said to me, he was saying, oh gosh, it's hard to get people to come along to this because as soon as I mention the word Tantra, everyone thinks it's a sex orgy. Everyone? Well, significant enough for him to say that and I have encountered this before the whole thing about, ooh, it's all about sex. And Tantra's not, well, for a start, it's certainly not about sex orgies and it's not even necessarily about sex, right? So I thought that today we might do a little bit of Tantric myth-busting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Myth-busters. We've, bu- we've busted so many myths about sex in general in the past that I think we might focus just busting them on Tantra today.
1: Okay, so what are the what are the big myths of Tantra? And one of them is that it's all about really kinky stuff. (laughs) Yes. I don't know whether I want to bust that myth.
0: Well, it can be kinky. You can have tantric kink. Absolutely. Quite fond of it myself. Extended sessions where, you know, men don't orgasm and women are in states of ecstasy for hours on end. Which
1: it can be, but it isn't necessarily a marathon.
0: No, no. So that's definitely uh, one of the big myths that I would like to bust.
1: Yes. So... So what if it it isn't that, what is it?
0: Well, you see, the thing is, most Westerners, this is the trouble with Westerners, we're so focused on the doing, so that they look too much at what's going on and less at what's underneath the action. So essentially, we're talking about a state of being rather than what you're actually doing. So once you tap into the tantric consciousness, shall we say, when you become more conscious, more mindful, more aware, then that's what you're bringing into a sexual situation.
1: So given that it's about a change of attitude Mm. more than anything else, what is the essence of the tantric attitude? Yes.
0: So it is about being mindful and about being conscious and very present. Right, so whether that translates into a better quality standard for want of a better term, sexual encounter, something quite simple, you know, even just missionary position, or whether you extend it further, what it does is it makes the actual encounter itself more satisfying and more meaningful.
1: And this doesn't necessarily show up in big movement or big action.
0: No. No, and I think this is why a lot of people get confused about, like, you can have tantric sex for hours, so they're sort of thinking, well, hours of sex, that must be an orgy, right, because for so often Westerners think that sex has got to be about actions, doing things, yeah? Lots of lots of genital play and lots going on, rumpy, pumpy all over. And gosh, for three hours, how are you going to do that? Bring in more people. So I think that's why people often think that, you know, tantric sex has got to be this like really out there thing and therefore it's got to be really kinky.
1: But if the essence of tantra is mindfulness and sensuality yes. and really milking every possible moment for everything that it's worth. <laughs> yes it wouldn't necessarily be visually interesting. Oh, no. I I mean, a great tantric sex session might be just two people lying down together, facing each other and just reveling in their feelings of love and juiciness for each other. Yes. Without actually doing much at all. No. So you can imagine that tantric porn might not be particularly (laughs) exciting. Oh, dude! I think I've seen a flutter there have seen flutter. We've seen a tremble,
0: twitch, a tremble. There's a, twitch, a tremble, there's can a tremble see. there. Can yes, we, see she's feeling the. I think this is the second
1: tremble that we've had in the past forty-five minutes. Yes. I think there's a toe twitch coming on. Yes. Yes. Is yes. It, oh no no. no, uh, it, wasn't. no eyelid, it wasn't eyelid I eyelid fluttering. flutter flutter flutter. <laughs> yes 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 yes. I think we'll, we're probably due in the next fifty minutes. <laughs> For a limb movement.
0: Yes, I think so. They might roll over and face each other. Yes. We might be getting in for our eye gaze. Eye
1: gaze. So you can can imagine that it wouldn't be very interesting to look at, but it would be amazing for the... Participants. participants to actually experience. Yes. And that's the whole point.
0: That is. It's about the experiencing. I had an interesting um, client come to me recently, a very attractive young woman, and um, she couldn't feel anything in sex, right? She couldn't feel anything. And I was started uh, talking to her about, well, what is sex for you? And she said, well, it's two beautiful people coming together and having sex and, you know, having Well, fucking, I think she said, excuse the language. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Maybe that would explain why you're not feeling anything. Completely externalised. She, like so many people, had got her uh, sex education from porn. Yes. And was completely obsessed with her appearance. Right. And was very puzzled as to why, since she was so beautiful, she didn't enjoy sex.
1: Hmm. Mm. That would be a problem if you make these mistaken (laughs) premises in the first place. If you build your entire worldview on a mistaken premise, (laughs) you're not really going to get very far. Yes. must have been very confusing for her. Well, she actually came along to the
0: Tantric Lounge a couple of times. Uh And let me share this with you. The second time she came along, she was very young as well, about 22 And, um, in fact, she was visiting from overseas, so she had to go back overseas to her home country. But after, at the second one, we did this exercise where we we paired, well, it didn't pair off, we got into groups of three, right? And the exercise was about asking for what you want, which is something people find quite difficult. Nothing sexual about it at all. Like they weren't touching, didn't fully clothed. But just to be able to have that intimate interaction with people who were not, didn't look like porn stars she's just like ah oh, i felt that i felt that
1: so then that's probably one of the big keys to this 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 concept of people being hung up on the visual aspects mm. And needing to become somebody who is worthy mm. of sex, whether like it's they have to be pretty enough. Yes. Or they have to be, yes, like technically proficient enough. Technically mm. proficient enough. Or, mm. Yes. And that puts a whole bunch of pressure on people that they don't really need. Indeed. Whatever happened to people just liking each other and just <laughs> giving things a tryout, is that not part of the? general zeitgeist well, of... It
0: doesn't seem to be these days, and I feel sorry for young people because, you know, in the old days <laughs> we, we had to figure it out for ourselves and some people kind of figured it out and learnt to have beautiful lovemaking, whereas these days there's all this pressure on, you know, living up to some fake standard. Mm.
1: So given that Tantra doesn't have to last for hours, in yes. which the case what you get is a slight eyelid flutter every day, <laughs> Half hour. Um, it can actually be more than that. Say, more, it can actually be more, more than that. Yes. There, are, there is such a thing as the tantric wiki.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. See, because it's what you're bringing to the encounter. So if you're living in a state of, of heightened awareness and that brings with it a state of heightened arousal, and I don't mean just genital arousal. I mean having that, that vibrancy and that zest in life. Then, when an opportunity presents itself, then sure you can make the most of that and come together for quite a brief encounter.
1: That though implies that a person will have done a bit of work on themselves yes, to it does. heighten their awareness.
0: Yes, yes. This is not for the average punter necessarily.
1: So, mm. what would the what can you what tiny bit of advice can you give just in the, the couple well, of minutes before a, the break?
0: Yeah, there's a type of. Um, of Tantric Quickie that I've mentioned um, in earlier programs called Plugging In, right? And that's when a couple just lie together and the penis goes slowly into the vagina and they just lie there together and that's it. It's really nice to do um, from a spoon position. You can do it first thing in the morning. Often the guy has an erection at that time of the day. Just nuzzle in together and, you know, if she feels like inviting it in, just allow the penis to go in very slowly, and once it's in, you just hang there and you just enjoy that sensation.
1: It doesn't have to be anything more than that. It
0: doesn't have to be anything more than that. And you're At not least not in terms
1: of movement.
0: No, no. So for some people that might lead into more activity, but for others it could just be just that being together. It can be really quite beautiful.
1: Mm. We'll leave our listeners to think mm. about that while we go to a break.
0: Yes, we'll come back for more of the Tantric Lounge. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Hellyer here with co-host Xavier Watercane on the Tantric Lounge, and we're doing some Tantric myth-busting today.
1: And one of the big myths of Tantra is mm. that it's all about hippie, herbal, Indian, incense crap. To be to be polite about it, because I yes. actually tend to be rather impolite about that whole thing because I find it all very tedious.
0: Yes, yes. Well, certainly the origins of the word tantra and the tantric approach come from India, and so there is the Sanskrit language and so forth. Although many other traditions have um, around the world have similar approaches, and I
1: use the word tantric to sort of encapsulate all of those. But why do we associate? Mm. tantra so often with burning incense and images of indian gods on the wall which might work for some people oh yeah but yeah not that's for everybody. fine that's
0: fine yeah but um so when tantra was sort of really being brought into the west particularly around the 60s and 70s you know and all the you know the young hippies were sort of opening up to different ways of being and inviting tune in tap into indian or gurus or and so forth yeah and indian gurus were coming over to the, to the west to, to talk about sex i mean it actually had started sort of at the turn of the previous century, but there was a lot of it happening then. You know, the Beatles and so forth.
1: and Maharishi. You know. Yeah. What's his name?
0: Yes, yes. So it was sort of part of the feel at the time. It was kind of like the hippies brought this knowledge in and made it more obvious. And so it's still... Um, got this edge to it that it has that it's hippie and that's very much why i like to take an approach that isn't quite so hippie-ish you, know, you don't have to like incense and so forth unless you want to you don't have to speak sanskrit <laughs>
1: unless you want to we um, do have though osho to blame for this
0: yeah well, we, we can't blame osho for anything because osho was actually a very great man he was um an indian um yeah, mystic teacher who came to the West. And it's very interesting that people don't, don't necessarily know this story because he's become very much associated with Tantric sex. But the thing is when he first came to the West, he wasn't intending to focus on sex. He was wanting to, you know, teach spirituality and so forth. But he found that the young Westerners were so hung up about sex and had such crazy ideas about sex that he had to work on the sexual side first before he could open them up to their spirituality. Right, which is why he focused on
1: on sex. So, so Osho's challenge was to mm. lead people into the house of spirituality through the back door of sex. Well, yeah, partly yes, but because also he could, because he couldn't just say, "Hey, guys, this mm. is spirituality. This is the connection to the divine. Mm. This is the deeper meaning of life beyond simply the material."
0: Well, yes, and particularly when they, you've got all these screwed up ideas around sexuality. You're never going to be able to be spiritual if you try and suppress your sexuality or think it's bad or put it over there in a box or have all these kind of crazy ideas about it. Mm. It's got to be incorporated.
1: So he then started talking more about sex Mm -hmm. to the Mm. 60s hung-up youth. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And the result was?
0: Well, he's become very well-known. Um, about around Tantra and Tantric sex and so forth. He's written heaps of books. But and
1: part of the problem there was that some people just stayed in the vestibule of the back door. They never got out of the sex stuff.
0: Well, yes. Yes, and unfortunately that's what's, you know, permeated society, that Tantra's all about Tantric sex. And because it's got to do with sex, it's got to be a bit weird. And, oh, they're all hippies who do it anyway, so it doesn't have any relevance to me. Right.
1: So piece of advice we can give to people is that don't get hung up on all of this Indian mystic yes. imagery if it doesn't work for if you if
0: it doesn't work for you if you like it go for it
1: but if it doesn't work for you that's not mm. the message the message is about mindfulness the message is about being more aware of what you're doing yeah. and how you're doing it yes. and to free yourself to some extent from your preconceptions. Absolutely. It's all about freedom. In fact, next
0: next week we're going to be talking about you know tantra in the broader sense, aren't we?
1: Living the tantric life.
0: Yes, living La Vida Tantrika. But Mm. in the
1: meantime, we have some questions.
0: Oh, do we? Good. Excellent. Love
1: questions. We have a question from Tom. Mm -hmm. My wife and I call plugging in lazy sex. We do it often and we have a strong relationship. So I'd agree that tantric sex is not just marathons. I'll have to see if I can get her interested in the marathon side of things, though. Mm.
0: Yes, well. Good luck, Tom. And I believe that if you are having regular plugging in and having that connection, set aside a little bit longer time and see where you can take
1: it. How would you suggest he does get his wife interested more in the marathon?
0: Well, if you're wanting to have marathon tantric sex, you're not just going to be plugging in for three hours. You're going to need to do some other things. And that can be as simple as having a cup of tea and a chat about how you found that experience, giving each other a massage and going back into it again.
1: It doesn't all have to happen in the bedroom all at once in one long go. It can happen periodically. No,
0: and that's another problem that it's hard for a lot of Westerners to get out of their head because they think it's got to be involving the penis and the vagina, right, or at least the genitals, and most people's genitals can't cope with that much activity for that length of time.
1: unless they break them in with a lot of activity.
0: Yes, so if you're going to be having extended sessions, it can't all be genital and it can't all be about... Intense penile thrusting.
1: Here's a question from Susan. Mm. I left my marriage of 21 years in large part because my husband had neither a spiritual bone in his body nor a sexual bone in his body, and I need both. I knew I craved spiritual depth in my life and started doing yoga and meditation and attending spiritual talks, but I hadn't realized the sexual link until I was at a workshop and felt the most amazing spiritual sexual energy flow through me. I tried to explain to my husband but he couldn't even start to understand. So I, now I'm on a quest, firstly to grow myself, oh, to grow myself, but also to find a man who I can explore and experience sexual, a spiritual sexuality with. Do you have any advice on how to attract someone into your life?
0: Ah, right. Okay. So the advice that I would have for Susan is that, okay, so you want a man who has a spiritual leaning, a spiritual edge to
1: him. Spiritual tendencies.
0: Yes. Now, particularly with men, you're not necessarily going to find them at, say, a tantric workshop or in a yoga class. I mean, you might. There are men who like those things. But look a little bit more broadly because you may find actually that a man who, for instance, loves fly fishing, is someone who's open to spiritual connection or a man who likes to hop on his motorbike and just go for long drives can get that spiritual connection.
1: And it's not just about the way that the, vibrate, the the vibration of the motorbike between his legs. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what a spiritual connection that he's getting.
0: Well, it could be both because it's both spiritual and physical, yes. But the idea is, is that if you partner up with a man like that, even if he has a fairly traditional idea of sex, you can say to him, sweetheart, how would you like to experience sex as you experience fly fishing, right? He'll get that. So the point I'm making is if you're online, for instance, looking for a partner on an online dating site, don't just look for people who are really overtly spiritual. You know, if a guy says he likes fly fishing, then you're just like, oh, or if he, if he shows any interest, that's kind of like, yeah, he can connect to something bigger,
1: right? And a lot then of men connect, a, a lot of men connect to that through their work as yes. well. Yeah. And, you, and you've got to, you can't always preach to the converted. Mm. You have to be aware that there's a whole bunch of people out there who don't wear their spiritual heart on their sleeves, so to speak.
0: Indeed. I mean, the number of people who say to me, oh, you know, where can I meet people like this? And I'm like, well, you need to start letting people know that this is who you are. And once you start opening up and saying, hey, you know, you come out of the closet, you say, look, I'm spiritual. I'm interested in these things, you know.
1: The closed bud does not attract the bee. Oh, that's a beautiful analogy there. Yes, yeah, so that people have to mm. say, this is who I am. When I flower, when I open up, yep. when I become myself, mm. if that doesn't frighten you or if that attracts you, mm. that's yes. when, I mean, it's not so much a matter of her needing to find somebody. She just needs to be more herself.
0: Well, indeed, yes. And so be true to herself, express what's true, but also not to close off to, to possibilities because she has a particular view of what a spiritually open and aware man might be.
1: She might have to address her own issues about what her mm-hmm. preconceptions about what yes. spirituality is.
0: Yeah, so if she's at, a, at a, a party, you know, some friends are putting on and she gets talking to a guy and, you know, he starts talking about fly fishing, like engage, see where that goes. Right, mm-hmm. don't go. oh, go. Boring fly fishing. I'm not interested in that.
1: And also, women need to be aware that men aren't necessarily as talkative or as articulate mm-hmm. as women are. Yes, women are famously better at talky stuff.
0: They are indeed. And you can. You often need to draw it out of the man, engage him.
1: So a woman in that situation needs to be aware of a man's mm. way of expressing his. Himself. Yes. It might not be in the words that he uses. It might be in the look mm. that comes on his face yes. when he talks about fly fishing. Yes. And then you might read into that a connection to something deeper. Mm. Just for the benefit of precision of definition, mm. what does spirituality actually mean? Sp- what is spirituality? Yeah. What does it mean in a nutshell? It's
0: about being able to connect to something greater than yourself.
1: Greater than the apparent physical. Yes, it's
0: not just about the physical,
1: and it's not just about movement or action. It's about an emotional connection. Mm. It's about a an energetic connection. It's
0: an energetic connection. It's an emotional connection. It's a, it's a connection. It's a sense. But it's also
1: a creation, isn't it?
0: Yes. Well, it's co-creation if we're talking about sex. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, it's about not being completely focused and preoccupied in what appears to be important, which is often really quite superficial things.
1: Here's a question from Peter. Mm. We have a wonderful sex life, quite adventurous, and definitely with that spiritual sense that you describe. My question is about anal sex. Mm. My partner and I find it very intimate and bonding, yet is it really good for us and can it be considered spiritual?
0: Mine. Well, I think that um, he has answered, Peter, you've answered your own question there, because when you describe it as being, what did he say, intimate and bonding, bonding yeah. yeah, well, that is in itself the very nature of, of a tantric approach to lovemaking. Right. Which is very different from what you might see in porn, where the guy's kind of like, yeah, take her up the ass for a hole, you know, and it's quite degrading and really probably doesn't make the woman feel particularly good about herself and, you know, feel that spiritual connection to a, a greater thing. Unless she likes that. Well, yes. yes look, <laughs> interesting, there are ways that you can have what might appear to be degrading or humiliating play. Yes, there is a kinky type of play like that. But it's kind of like what's the energy of, of the interaction? And if, what's
1: the intention?
0: And what's the intention? And if it's to make the the guy feel superior and arrogant and put someone, he feels better because he has to put someone down, right? If he's getting off on the fact that he's degrading someone, well, that's not a particularly spiritual experience. Right? But if they're coming together and it is a beautiful mutually desired consensual experience, right? That feels intimate.
1: Yeah. It's also about respecting boundaries, isn't it? Mhm. Yes, because people vary in their sensitivity to which orifice can or cannot be penetrated at a particular time. Well, yes, and in a particular place. <laughs>
0: In a particular way. In
1: a particular way.
0: Yes. So don't anybody think just because I say now that anal sex can be spiritual that that gives you the go-ahead to just shove it in any time that you feel like it. It's got to be that co-creation. And interestingly, the way I described the plugging in is kind of a very lovely way to work with anal sex as well if you do want to try it. But just make sure you use lots and lots of lube. And always remember... Anything that goes in the bum hole must not go in the vagina.
1: Not immediately anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, not directly, no. no. It has to be washed or,
1: yes. Actually, there might be a time when we need to talk about that.
0: I'm sure they will. And we'll probably do the anal
1: sex show one day. Uh, Cindy, mm. I love your laughter and the way that you can be both deep and light at the same time. You sound so free. Mm. Do you really carry that into the bedroom? I'd love to be like that. <laughs> Any advice? <laughs>
0: Yes, most definitely Um, it gets carried into the bedroom. Laughter is so important. Sometimes we laugh to cover awkwardness, but when laughter is just a natural expression of joy, it's something that just erupts out of you, then that's a really beautiful thing. And if you can be like that in the bedroom, if you can just feel the joy well up and it just bubbles out of you as laughter then yes that's fantastic and it generally will happen after you've just had the most amazing experience and gone wonderful places and felt you know deep and depth and connection and yumminess and all these sorts of things and then it just oh a fantastic big laugh will come out I call it a gigglegasm yes the advice the advice is to follow my advice and get practicing and about how you can be truly yourself And get out of your head, not worry about the superficialities of lovemaking.
1: And if doing it in the bedroom is a problem, Mm -hmm. then practice outside of the bedroom before you take that attitude into the bedroom and you'll find it easier once you get to the bedroom.
0: Yes. And that's definitely what we're going to be talking more about next week.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I think it's time for a break again. Is it? It is. Super. And as promised earlier, we were going to talk a little bit more about Lalo's superb Vibrators. Oh, yes, we were. Yes. And the vibrator of the week mm. uh, is the hula beads. The hula
0: beads indeed, which I'm holding in my hands here.
1: Yes. Now for you those can, of you who you can don't hold remote you, control. For those of you who do, don't have access immediately to the Lalo website, the hula beads is actually in two parts. It is. It is. One looks like a what? Snowman. Yes, it looks like a very thin <laughs> snowman. Very ma- thin blue snowman. Made out of a lovely soft oh, silicon and it's blue. That's and not quite well, really, yes, yes. And the cool. other part is the remote control which also vibrates mm. and it looks like a flying saucer. It does. And when you press the button, mm. Oops, things so begin to, to vibrate. Whoa. And if you hear that. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Ooh. <laughs> So the now... making a pattern. Yes, exactly. Ooh,
1: ooh. So, so now this marvellous device yes. can, of course, be used in any way that you want to see fit. Mm-hmm. But they are completely waterproof. Mm. They come with eight stimulation modes, yes. six standard and two sense motion. Ooh. We'll talk about more about sense motion next up. Um, they come with a one-year warranty and a 10-year quality guarantee. Mm. Um What's interesting because it has a remote control on it is that you are free to insert yes. the snowman yes. into whichever orifice feels appropriate, feels appropriate and maybe even discreet. Yes, and very discreet. you can actually go out in public with it. And have a little bit of, oh! Yes, exactly, at any time. It's actually a, potentially an incredibly fun device. What I think
0: would be quite funny is because the remote control will actually apply to any particular Lalo device. So you're sitting down at dinner <laughs> <laughs> the lady in the table next, she starts squirming and acting strange. Maybe she's got one inside there, there, as
1: well. It could be. It could, there, there's, there are potentially weeks and months of fun with these devices. Yes. Um, the other advantages of, of these things is though they, because they have so many different settings, mm. you, it, they are an excellent time-to-training tra- device. Yes. In because you get an opportunity to really experience these different levels of and vibration focus, yes. and focus. You
0: could do the plugging in exercise with, say, the hula b- beads, yes, so they're inserted and she or he, I guess they're multi-use, um, enjoys the pleasure while their partner starts changing the uh, settings. settings the settings and the intensity and so forth and just really waking your vagina up to the sensations.
1: Mm. This is the practical part of the program. It is, yes. So we're focusing on how people can get into the tantric lovemaking or even the self-lovemaking space. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. Now, it's very important that you create the space, right? So you need to be in a beautiful environment, or at least an environment that's evocative to you in some way. Like maybe for some people it might be being in a dungeon. Yes, look, if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. It doesn't have to be anything in particular, all right? But generally if your bedroom is a beautiful space, this would be a lovely place to do it in, all right? Think about the level of the lighting, candles, and very importantly, music, because music is such a wonderful way of creating atmosphere. And when you're doing some of these practices, you can use the music as a timer.
1: And, and once again, mm. because you have control over the input, yes. the environment that you're creating in, yes. light and deciding mm. what works for you and being mm. open to new types.
0: Yeah. Someone was mentioning at the Tantric Lounge uh, last weekend when I ran it, he, he and his wife were uh, first timers and he just said, wow. He goes, the music was amazing. He goes, wow. You know, because the music can help you get into a state. Yeah. I've actually got a list of music to make love to. I must find a way of making it available to listeners of the Tantric Lounge.
1: Well, if you just post it on the website.
0: Yeah, I have to figure out how best to do that. Hmm. Anyway, leave that one with me. Um, like, for instance, if you, you, know, you might be thinking that music should be, oh, la, 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 and then you play some tango like making love to tango music will be a different experience than if you're making love to, you know, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, which will be different to if you're listening to some really heavy trance dance music that gets played at, you know, raves and so forth. Um, In fact, I quite like making love to that kind of music because normally people take ecstasy and drugs to get into the music and to feel the peaks and the drops that they get and so forth. But if you get yourself into a really good space naturally... And play that music, it's like, oh,
1: you feel the build up and then, and then
0: they drop you down. And, and this is
1: where I'd like to make a point about mm. drugs and sex, yes. just briefly. Mm. Uh, a lot of people use drugs to heighten sexual experiences. Mm. But the great thing about Tantra is that it can be a drug-free high. Yes, Yes, Because the danger of drugs is that you're screwing with your chemistry and Mm. all this sort of stuff, whereas
0: whereas tantra is
1: is self-regulating. Oh, absolutely. Whatever is happening energetically and chemically Mm. inside the body, Mm. the body is saying, this is appropriate now, this is appropriate now. We're not pushing the envelope too far. We are not creating Mm. damage. Mm. In fact, it's highly unlikely that anybody is ever going to get Damage.
0: Well, actually, I have to pick, correct you on that. Mm? Yeah. Now, one thing that you do have to be careful about is after you've raised the energy, yes. that you will always centre it again at the end.
1: Right. So don't stay open.
0: Yes. Like at the end, you've got to finish with a beautiful hug All right. and some nice deep breathing because some people have got a bit psychotic and had some mental issues because they do lots of energy raising oh, activities. Well,
1: it's great that you pointed that yes. out. Yes, you must ground I mean,
0: that's a natural part of the tantric lovemaking anyway is that you will finish
1: with a beautiful hug and a closure and so forth. But it's certainly a lot less risky than getting blotto or getting high or whatever it is that people do.
0: Yes, I'm very, very anti-drugs. I mean, I think that um, historically there have been, you know, spaces where, you know, more tribal people have used drugs, but it's always very contained and supervised and they did it in the right way it wasn't just like well let's just drop heaps of stuff and see what happens and
1: at the risk of sounding as if i'm getting too much on a soapbox i actually mm. think that drugs are a very lazy way of going about this mm. tantra is not for the lazy
0: well gosh gosh no no absolutely not so
1: if you're feeling that you this is a quick way yeah. even though that we've talked about tantra quickies <laughs> if this is a quick way to get to some spiritual high mm. it ain't it no. does require a bit of attention and work but so okay. it is worth it oh gosh yes I think so. So how do we get this specific? Oh, how do you get this right, specific?
0: okay, so let's get back to it. So, okay, so you, you've created this beautiful space and a lovely way to start if you're a couple is you put your hands together in prayer pose and you're sitting opposite each other, you know, cross-legged or something, and you bend forward, you touch your foreheads lightly and you say, I honour you as my lover, right? It's just a beautiful way to open the encounter. It sort of ritualizes it and it's saying, this is what we're here for. Right, and then for one song, you simply gaze into each other's eyes. Right, so you're just sitting there, you're just looking into each other's eyes. That's it. And as you do that, sometimes people get a little bit giggly, (laughs) which is okay because you know awkward and so forth. But see if you can practice some of those breathing um, techniques that I've shared in earlier episodes, and you get this sense of sinking in, sinking into yourself. S-I-N-K, and sinking into your partner, S-Y-N-C, right? Just for one song, three to five minutes. And, you know, nothing much might happen or you might sort of feel some stuff. You might notice their face changes or you might get an upwelling of, of feeling or sensation in your body. You might sense something between you. If you do, great. Then what you do is you have a little chat about it, okay?
1: How is that for you?
0: Yeah, and you just share it. You don't get into your heads analysing. You don't try and fix anything. It's just a sharing of it. You're just verbalising the experience. Like what? Well, someone might say, oh, wow, that was beautiful. Like your eyes, I just felt I could like fall deep, deep down into the depths and it was really quite beautiful. Yeah, you might say that. Someone else might say, you know, I really don't know. That was just kind of really weird. I felt awkward the whole time. And that's okay as well because you're also practicing being real. This is what so much of tantra is about, is about being real and being able to share your realness with your partner. It doesn't all have to be cosmically beautiful, right? Then I encourage you to take it in turns to touch each other for, say, you know, three songs or choose the amount of time that you want to do it for. One person lies there and the other person strokes them in any way they feel like doing, The other person just opens themselves up to the experience. Here's my body, take me. Right, and it's all about the sensual experience and the luscious touch and and that sense of discovery. It's like it's like your musician and your partner who lies before you is the instrument, right? And you're just enjoying playing with them and making music. Depending on on how you feel, you can include the genitals in that, but not in a. St- a sexually arousing or stimulating way. You know, don't just start, you know, wanking your partner off because he's got an erection, for instance. You just touch the penis in a way that you might touch any other part of the body. You're curious, you're connected. Generally, it's soft. It can be firm, though, right? And you're just being real with it, checking in with your partner. After you've each done that, again, you have a little chat. How did you find the experience? And then finally what you do is you go into a melting hug. And for that one, I recommend that you do it in a position called yab yum if it's comfortable for you, where the man's sitting cross legged or with his legs out straight and the woman sits in his lap, legs wrapped around and you embrace. You can't get any closer than that. Um, I'm saying man and woman, but of course, this also applies to same sex couples. And you just embrace again for one song. And for that one song, you're just embracing really close. Just feel the sensation and the connection between your bodies. When you've done that, you can just close off the session with, again, with prayer pose with your hands, touching foreheads. Thank you, my love. Or you might be feeling that, hmm, wouldn't mind continuing. Okay, but if you do continue, start with a bit of a plug-in and take it from there. So you're still wanting to keep that sort of yummy feeling going.
1: And for Tina and everybody else out mm-hmm. there who's interested in the question, you apply these principles to solo sex as well.
0: Yeah, so you take your time. It's not about racing to orgasm. It's more like a sense of swimming in the pleasure.
1: Hmm. Hmm. And allowing yourself that. And
0: allowing yourself that. Yes, yes. Yes not everyone allows themselves
1: pleasure. And this is a really great way to close today because mm. I really want to make a point about how much bliss can you stand?
0: <laughs> I like that. How Some people much, can't. Some yeah. people can't permit
1: themselves. So this is if, if you take away anything from today, mm. I think that would be a really, really mm. important thing to go. You need to give yourself permission to have pleasure mm. and experience Pleasure.
0: Yes. So and when true. you take away that goal-oriented thing about, oh, we're doing this to have an orgasm, mm. take that away. What's left? That's something. Yeah, well, that's something for each individual and each couple to discover. Take away the goal. Take away the pressure. Take away the outcome. What's left? That's what you're experiencing. That's what you're exploring.
1: And, a, and an important part of that is to just allow that to happen. mm Yes. Without that allowance, you're not going to get the fullness of the experience.
0: Well, the freedom to explore.
1: Because we talked about freedom earlier.
0: Freedom to allow what happens to happen. Freedom to be real so that you can be creative and take it wherever it might go.
1: Next week.
0: Next week. Next week, indeed. We'll be back for episode two and we're going to be talking about living la vida tantrica.
1: Living the tantric life.
0: Living the tantric life because it's not just about sex. And the more you can get this consciousness and this awareness in the whole of your life, then the easier it is to bring it into a sexual
1: encounter. So next week is going to be all about more of this stuff, how mm. to go through your normal day-to-day activities mm-hmm. with a tantric attitude what specifically you can do to cultivate and nurture that yes. and then apply that in the bedroom. Indeed. Or anywhere else where you ha- might happen to do sex.
0: Well, indeed. Possibilities are endless, and that's the
1: beauty of living this way. So, thanks to all our listeners.
0: Indeed. Please write in if you have any questions or comments, thoughts, suggestions. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Jacqueline dot thetantriclounge.com.
0: Yes, questions at thetantriclounge.com. It's been delightful spending an hour with you.
1: And Take some time to look at the Lelo products,
0: L-E-L-O.com.
1: Our fabulous sponsors,
0: indeed. See you, well, we won't see you. Talk to you all next week.